And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Social Media White Noise. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that, Ted, but we've had complaints that the intro's too long. Bugger. I'm just a bit chuffed. Run there, run there, Alert, alert. Episode 101 of Social Media White Noise. What I like to call the true 100 episode. I am Nick Butler, a.k.a. Loudmouth Man. And I have been all week and probably will continue to be Andy White, aka Dr. Pod, spelled D-O-C-T-O-R. And we are recording today from the land of sugar and snow in Piri's place of Carfax in Horsham. This is sugar and snow. And uh, any minute somebody's probably going to come across and take our order as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is going to be They awesome. do amazing ice cream with lovely blobs of chocolate on it or in it this is, all around it. This is one of these podcasts where we, we really need to make sure we take lots of photos uh, yeah. because... Uh, it has it has both that wonderful sort of American diner-esque feel mm. with the bay sort of areas to sit in. It's, kind of, it's it, kind of glittery and arty as well, isn't it? And it has colour. And, and it has an ice cream seat. An ice cream today seat. is the perfect day for eating ice cream. It as is, I got up and there was a blizzard. It's it's so good. And, um, you know, it's, it's, the, it's definitely the time to enjoy an ice cream with all the snow that's been falling in the last few days. Mr Butler, what are we talking about today? Mr White, today we are going to talk about the new Facebook Home. Uh, Facebook what? Facebook Homes, Facebook's first launch into the mobile territory, oh. or as I like to call it, giving up all your privacy now. Uh, we're also going to talk about, uh, actually, Facebook's a crime fighter. Okay. It's, it's a crime fighter. It's a crowdsourcing crime fighter. I could go with that. Um, meanwhile, I'm on the verge of leaving the Xbox community uh, before the next Xbox comes out. And some advice on bitcoins for business, as well as the fact that today, from show 101, we are accepting... I'm unsure if he's having a stroke with that face. <laughs> bitcoins. We are accepting okay, bitcoins. Right. That's we where go. we're going. Okay. I thought that's where we were going. That's it. We are accepting bitcoins. Yeah. I can't wait to see who's going to be the first bitcoin donor. I mean, bear in mind that one bitcoin at the moment is probably something like 140 dollars. <laughs> we'll accept one bitcoin. Hang on, do, do bitcoins split into cents? Bit cents. There are bit cents, but most of the processes I've gone through to try and set up a merchant account for accepting bitcoins right. won't let you put in anything less than zero. Okay, so people can only donate whole bitcoins to us. Is that right? Correct. <laughs> And with bitcoins being close to $70 a coin and $100 a coin, feel free to send us... Hang on, the volumes down slightly. Feel free to send us plenty of bitcoins. <laughs> anyway... Um, OK, let's talk about the first thing. Let's talk about first things first. First things first. Do you know, I'm, we, we talk about privacy, and I always talk about the fact that privacy is rarely lost by the individual, but it is corrupted by your friends. You know, it's your friend's yeah. fault you lose your privacy. Now, Facebook Home... Sorry, did you order any stuff? We haven't ordered anything yet. No one's been here to okay, order anything right, OK, yet. I thought you'd order for... No, carry on. Where are we talking about, Andy? Stuff. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook Home is, Home. Uh, is a it's an application for the Android devices. It's, a, it's, it's the Facebook app on steroids because it doesn't simply turn your Android phone into a mobile platform that can operate with Facebook's products, but it downloads skins and it integrates with the mobile services and it sort of, it, it sort of expands and, 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 and encompasses your phone services to make, make a sort of 
first stab at the Facebook mobile phone. Is this Android only? This is Android only, okay. it's certainly not an iOS. I can't imagine this ever working on an iPhone. No, and, right. uh, you know, let's... Let's, there's a, a link to Gigarum's article, which is pretty much a reflection of my own thoughts on this, which is um, we know that Facebook have always had a tendency to um, consider that your data should be more freely shared by its developers and application providers and so forth. There's a, a flexibility to the privacy views. There's sort of hints of irony in that um, Okay, first of all, I've got to talk. I like a service like Google Now. I have Google Now on my uh, Nexus 7, and when I get a Nexus 4, it'll be on my Nexus 4. That's the one thing that makes me want to switch track. Well, one right. of the things that makes me want to switch track. And Google Now is effectively like a live, uh, it, you know, it checks your email, it looks at where you are, and it makes recommendations based on where you are, and it gives you information based on it's where you are. It's better than Siri. But what is way better than Siri because yeah. it's, active, it's reacting to you. Now, Facebook Home will do a lot of this. Mm. The difference being. And this is the difference. Google, <laughs> just see it now. Google Now. <laughs> you can just see it now. Go Siri, home, Facebook. Facebook Home, and Google, whatever it's called, oh, no, have see, a fight. Okay, no, now, Siri... I want to help the person. No, let me help them. No, I want to help them. But Siri isn't Do helpful. Do you want me to phone that? Siri, <laughs> Siri isn't helpful. Siri is only helpful if you ask it a specific question. Nicholas, Siri's ignore Google good. Home. <laughs> Siri's only good if you want to ask a question that you already know that you need the answer to. Okay. Okay? So let's get this. <coughs> Smart search engine technology, contextual search engine, should be about giving you answers to things that you didn't know you needed to ask the questions for. Right. Got it? Tries to be clever, then. Does it get it wrong, clever. It needs, And so things like Google Home, Google Now... Wow, that was embarrassing. Things like Google Now... <laughs> as bad as me. ...has taken the search functionality and says okay we understand that these are your interests we you know we're tapped into your email we know where you are you've got these apps are installed so here are the bus timetables to go home here's information about train running times here's how long it will take you to get home here are the current restaurants in your area and it's volunteering all this information based on search information that's available to you the matter of where you are okay. in that context yeah. and it can do that and this is what google this is, to a certain extent, what Google now is providing. Yeah. Where Facebook is different is that Facebook already does an awful lot of check-ins and updates and says, you know, if, 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 if I'm... I mean, I'm on Facebook, but I have everything so locked down. It's incredibly locked down. Mm. And there's no real, you know... The, the, the functionality behind it is, is that it's essentially just there for me to access a couple of communities. Mm. And that's all. I don't share apps. I don't get tagged. I don't have my photos on there anymore. Because I simply don't trust Facebook. I put my photos up on Google Picasa. I put my photos up on Flickr. But I can choose to do that. And I, you know, they've shown a track record of not screwing with people in terms of where those photos end up or what licenses they're offering on those photos. So Google Home on your mobile phone is basically going to be the ultimate, um, is the ultimate tagging system to do things like, okay, as soon as you're running it regularly, mm. it's going to be able to spot that if the GPS hasn't changed for quite a few hours on a regular basis, yeah. that's probably where you're sleeping on a regular basis. Mm. It's going to, and that's without you checking in. Mm. It's it's going to see... Well, you know, some people find this a bit creepy. Well, this is the ultimate creepy. This is this is the ultimate in... in and it's because it's oversharing all the time. It's consistently trying to share this content with other people. Mm. And it's trying to share that content. And, of course, once you've got other apps installed, those apps in Facebook will also have access to that data in your 
Okay. Okay. But is it showing where you sleep, for example, with other Facebook users? No, but it's making a pretty good guess as to where you live. Right. And an app that might be interested in that might then, if you have your social ads switched on, yeah. or the social graph, which is this function of ultra searching on Facebook. Now, once you've got this social graph functionality, yeah. um, you can end up with the ability for the social graph. So I can start saying, you know, people who live in this area, and even if they're not my friends, they're part of that social graph. And even if that's not been shared, yeah. even if I've never indicated it on any of my networks or my Google Home, it's the shit. Right, we are going to sit here. Oh, we're ordering. Order. We're ordering. Fantastic. Let's keep rolling. I shall have the uh, Americano and the Yankee stack with black, please. I'll have the uh, Yankee stack, regular, three pancakes with uh, blueberries, please. And I suppose you're serving with, with, with like the crackly, crispy bacon as well, do you? Not yet. That is coming. This Excellent. Is, this is bacon literally our cream. starter menu. Great. Just to get us up on our feet, because we've only been open just over two weeks. You have, yes. So um, we're literally going to bring out, we've got a breakfast menu coming out, we've got some more smoothies, some more different sundaes. But you've got all this choice on here already, and I actually have to say, you've got this, it's got this, on the back of all their menus, they have uh, a bespoke story written for them for uh, about a little girl called Ariella who apparently dreams of a land of sugar and snow and you've had the artwork done by a local artist as well have you or is this yeah, a, that's a friend that's a family friend that's a family, family friend because this is this uh, I have to say it sort of it ranks up there with uh, Jenny Gillenblad um, or Matt Gibbs which is probably not going to mean nothing to anybody but it means a lot to me uh, and them so I'll show you porcelain when I get home there we go that's what, me what are you then? having Porcelain. Yes, that's right. And um, I'm going to show you. What do you toilet. recommend? I don't know. There's so much choice. It's brilliant. It's I, might, I, might go, I might go for a waffle. A waffle? Yeah, I might go for a waffle with. Um, oh, yeah. Like ice cream on your waffle? Something something of your choice? Yeah, I'm, I, I, it's too much choice. I, I like chocolate. I, can I have vanilla with chocolate and caramel sauce? Yeah. Does He's been a good boy yeah. this week. Okay, yeah. He can certainly have that. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Uncle Nick. Yeah. And a drink for yourself? And uh, a, a, a white Americano, please. A white Americano? Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. If such a thing exists, I always get confused with my Americanos. They can be any colour, can't they? Thank you much. Thank you. Yep. Cheers. Right, so where were we? To, I mean, I was saying, you know, if we were sat here with, with Google now, the most that we would have going on is that it knows where we are and how we'll get home. And we might check in and we'll know a little bit more about that. Yeah. But with Facebook... Yes. If, if my friends have also eaten here, it's going to then tell them that I'm currently here as well. It's going to overshare. Which you don't like. I really hate that. <laughs> I mean, other people enjoy it, but I... I and it's, it's, it's like, I want to choose the information that comes to me. Information should be informative and helpful, not basically spending all the time with me being a great splurt of information out. You should not be on Facebook home. Well, I... You should one, be a beef eater. I, for well, one, That hat actually suit you quite well. Nick's wearing his new bowler. Sorry, carry on, Nick. Yes. Spoiler. Uh, from Mad Hatters of Brighton. Mm. We really should get them sponsoring us. Now, yeah, yeah, we um, should. I think that this is, I mean, it's the AOLization of the internet. And if we were concerned about how the desktop was infecting our privacy, it is nothing, you know, it's a walk in the park compared to the damage that mobile systems with apps like Facebook and mobile Facebook are going to do. It's, 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 it's going to spend time you know, just, just basically unravelling a whole bunch of privacy that people were expecting. 
but there's a, there's a flip side to this, which is the next story. Okay, what's the flip side? Um, and my laptop's already got into screen saving mode, which is really right. Mine did that actually, strangely. This is a this is a link to uh, Alternet Speakeasy, and it's a discussion of the fact that uh, New York Police Department couldn't find a mugger for three weeks. But internet commenters caught him in one hour. Now, we've spoken before about CCTV, yeah. its utilisation society. Yeah. I've often asked the question, why do we not have the feature where CCTV is plugged into things? Yeah, plug CCTV into Facebook with tagging. And if you're not smart, you'll get tagged by Facebook to your profile. <laughs> I'll put that to my team of scientists. So what happens if... if I mean, this is, this is a scenario... Uh, where somebody with the NYPD failed to catch the man behind a brutal mugging on March the 9th. They released a video of the crime on Tuesday <coughs> in the hope so of So it was caught on CCTV? Yeah. Okay. But they then released the video a few days later, a few weeks later. Yeah. Within an hour or so, somebody went, I recognise the jumper, recognise the top, here's the individual, here's their Facebook profile, here's, their di- and here's all this information. Okay. <laughs> So, so they crowdsourced it. They crowdsourced well, crime fighting. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Right, now, we spoke about this with uh, Sergeant Peter Allen mm. a couple of years ago, and we spoke about the use of social media and the use of social media tools alongside uh, police work mm. and alongside, you know, it's, it's like Crime Watch 2.0. Yeah. And, and it's, it's the whole thing existing now just, to, oh, this is something on Facebook. <coughs> Excuse me. But you wrap into this facial recognition software that is mm-hmm. in the background of things like Google Picasso and Facebook and so forth you begin to have the application say do you know this face looks an awful lot like all these faces mm. and it's in this area and these faces are on these profiles in Facebook and these profiles in Facebook have been using Google Home and we're in that area oh my god people will be able to work out our average speed our yes, average walking average, speed. What, what, happens, what happens if you have your average speed in your car? <laughs> you know, you could start you could start being issued fines through Facebook. Actually, Nick, it was Facebook fines. Facebook fines. <laughs> um, it's it's okay. Let's talk about the value in this. The value in this is from a position of effective deterrence. CCTV has been useless in handling deterrence from the point of view of crime because of so, the protection rates have been so poor. So the point you're making is when you open them up to the public domain, suddenly they become very effective. Yeah, when they open up to the public domain, and yeah. it's very effective, it's super effective, that super effective result of, of this crime happening on a camera will gain a result is a greater deterrent than yes. the crime happening on camera which is likely to never be followed up. OK, okay. but is, this is not new, is it? They've put CCTV footage on telly. What was the difference here? Did they use the internet? They used the internet specifically. Specific, how specifically specific, do they use it? Specifically in having released this as a video that was available on their website. Where did they release it? On their own site? Read, go through the article, okay. read through the article in here and get to the details. What I want to get to is... Uh, this is not the first time. There's a there's a morgue in there's a county morgue in, that have started releasing the images of their John Doe's. So they John take Doe's. a photo of the unknown bodies that they have in oh, the morgue. Oh right, okay. They take a photo. They describe where it was found. Describe the scenarios where it was found. But they put the photo online in the hope that somebody might identify this body. Right. And as a result, they're able to basically link. Right. You know, relatives and friends and people to and so forth, and that. Again, that's a level of like, well, we really do need to do this more in society. I'm, I'm, 
I actually don't mind some of these things, providing there's more control for us to know what's going oh, on. Here come the coffees. Here come the coffees. And um, do we need sugar? I don't. We do don't you need sugar? sugar? I don't need sugar. I'm the black coffee. I'm the black coffee. There we go. Thank Here you very much. much. Wow. Very kind, sir. I'm, I'm travelling back to the 70s with these glass cups. Thank you. I'm having a these whole experience with my uncles again. Thank you very Enjoy. much. Cheers. Yeah, thank you. See-through cups. Glass cups? Pyrex cups. Looks like you're drinking a Guinness. It does exactly look like yeah. you're sort of... Suddenly I've, I've got a little tiny and rather overly hot Guinness. Oh, nice. Oh, but the coffee is good. The, co the, the coffee is... Oh, yes. There we go. Now, bring on the pancakes. Meanwhile... OK, meanwhile, solving. back at the... Meanwhile, crime fighting in Facebook. Yeah. I've always said that um, the CCTV, if we're going to have it everywhere, it should be in the public's view. We should have these things available to the public. Because policing can't scale. You can't put a thousand CCTV cameras out there and say it improves deterrence when you've got one guy monitoring a thousand cameras. Yeah, but see, cameras. there's one guy with about 150 screens in front of him. Yeah. Kind of going. And all the images that we ever see, all the images that we see, are consistently... A slightly grainy, low-quality yeah, yeah. image, which is no good at all, compared to the stuff that people catch on camera on mobile phones. You know what this reminds me of? You'll, you'll love this because you hate this kind of stuff. But most haunted live, they used to have ghost cams, webcams, and they would alarm people for it. I've seen a ghost at one minute and fifty-three seconds on camera B, down in the bottom left-hand corner. Yeah, they there's so like many reasons that, why I hate but, these particular but, shows. But, Instead of Shall looking for ghosts, they're looking for anomalies and crimes and things and whatever. Well, let's open up the CCTV, and then there's a pretty good chance that that camera is being watched. Yeah. Because, it, I, you know, I, I think that there's a, there's a mechanism there that says people... And they're like, oh, well, we shouldn't have the public watching it. But why not? These cameras are watching public places. No, it will happen, don't you? You know, people that just watch them all day. There are. There are people who but do that. But what's so bad about that if they catch... They, they watch a camera and then flag a camera to say to the police, you need to pay attention to this one. Yeah. Do you think, then, do you think watchers could have waitings and, like, awards? And, yes, exactly. Uh, you can have a waiting so that, so that certain watchers have a, have a, yeah, you know, a hit rate. citizen rate and a hit rate. <laughs> be like um, the ultimate in sort of, like, you know... I don't know why, it's because I say dogging. It's not dogging. No, it's, no, um, come on. Family, family restaurant. Yeah, friend, family it's restaurant. Um, rah, kind rah, of rah, spitting rah. on your, your neighbours and things and whatever. So. Interesting idea, anyway. It's, it's, a, it's, it's great to see it happens, but you know, the, the flip side of the loss of privacy is potentially the improvement in the deterrence of crime. Yeah. Because, because it, it's, it's, I, as I say to people, look, the... The dumb antisocial stuff, more often than not, happens in an evening when uh, places aren't busy. On the pancakes? Yeah. That's me, thank oh, you very much. It. Thank you, sir. Wow. Thank you very much. Yeah. You have to Lovely. get a photo of this, Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has to be photographed before well, it's I'm going to do it as part so of my... Um, I'm going to do it as part of my one second. So throw that up on the my website. My one second of video. Bear with me, carry on talking, Nick. Now, um, we've sort of talked about how there's this lack of privacy uh, and how... Oh, he's, he's filming everything now. It's, it's all very strange. And there we go. I I genuinely think that if we're spending our time... Hang on, this is very off-putting now. Cause Sorry, I've, I've finished now. Yeah, okay. carry on. Um, I, if we're going to be taking our time to start oversharing this information... Right, back to the point. We don't get antisocial behaviour in the Saturday afternoon in the busiest parts of shopping times. Mm. It's, it's fairly rare. People don't generally go a bit nuts and crazy because there's, you know, a large amount of 
social pressure from people looking upon them. That you would, I mean, okay, you get the one or two people who just get drunk and stupid, but there's still a high social environment to make it safer for everybody else. It's only in the middle of the night, so when people don't think they're being watched, that they tend to, you know, let mm. the animal out. Mm. And I think this is a this is a chance to say, well, what happens if when you're out and about and you think you're on your own, the CCTV, you sort of think, oh yeah, it's just one chap back in here with teeth, he's not paying attention. Mm. And what happens if, if it's now potentially there are 20 or 30 people worldwide who are watching, watching you? Yeah. That's the you know, that's the need to be looked at and asked the questions. I am gonna drizzle the syrup. Oh, this is good milk. So there we go. These are fantastic. So we have a waffle. I, I have a waffle which is about seven inches in diameter. And it's got a blob of ice cream, really nice ice cream in the middle. And it's got chocolate around. Oh, it's just, oh. And Nick's on a pile of pancakes. So we're eating at um, Sugar and Snow in the Peru Space in Carfax. And uh, they opened a few weeks back. And you have to get down here and try this, guys. Seriously, there's blueberries in my pancakes. This is awesome. Right, Let I'm going to move my Right. Let's think about that. When we had that policeman, I forgot his name. What was his name? The police Sergeant Peter Allen. When we had Peter Allen on, I was cross actually because I forgot to ask him a couple of really interesting questions. One of them was, why do policemen say persons instead of people? Mm. And I was going to ask him if he'd ever done that movement where he, he sort of puts his hand behind his back and bends his knees. Like you see on every stereotyped mm. British police procedure. And has he, has he ever said, let's be having no. you? We don't have sponsors for our show for this week. We're still out sponsors because I'm still not pulling my finger out. Uh, but we now have the ability for donate, donate buttons in mm. bitcoins. Mm. Uh, previously, you've been able to donate to us uh, either at the page for donate or at the bottom of the post. And uh, we have PayPal. Give or take how you feel about PayPal. We have received payments through PayPal. Mm -hmm. And PayPal have received a little bit of that payment through that process. Mm. Similarly now, we're now offering Bitcoin as a payment mechanism. Um, and I guess what we'll do is we'll we'll look at how well that works or how easy it is to get the payments out and payments through. Um, because obviously I can't sit here and pay with a Bitcoin. Mm. But there might be some cafe in London that's taking payments. If you know, if you know of a place in London... It's a coffee shop that'll take payments in Bitcoin. That is cool. <laughs> I wonder if we're the first podcast to take payments in Bitcoin. Nope. Who else has done it? The Bitcoin podcast. Oh, okay. There's a Bitcoin podcast? There's a few already. Mm. Yeah, we're not the first. Oh. I know we've been talking about it, ranting about it, raving about it. We're saying not the first. This is, this is now the thing, the thing about us doing a Friday morning podcast. We're slightly more laid back. And the food has been served, and it is actually really good. Oh my god! However, this is going to be. A, I'm going to bet this into a moving, a moving gift. I would say that um, if you'd like to donate, the money is always spent on our parking fees, on us having pancakes and coffee, <laughs> or cakes and so forth. So it is much appreciated for that. Um, look, I don't know how far we're into it, but at the moment, I want to talk about Microsoft's creative director, who doesn't get the drama over always on Xbox. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm a Xbox gamer. Now, is this to do with you gamer. leaving the Xbox community? This is to do with me leaving the Xbox community. Tell me what, what's happening. What's he done? What's he done? Well, Xbox is looking at saying that in the event that it doesn't have internet access to register with a particular server, mm. the game that you're playing will basically stop playing within a few seconds. That if it cannot consistently talk to the registration server, the right. game that you're trying to play. Will stop working. 
the Xbox game that you're trying the to The registration play server being the infrastructure that is to do with have you got legitimate copy? Yeah. Surely I need to do that once. Let me see once. I mean, we've seen EA launch SimCity, mm. and in SimCity, all the save games and all the process requires it to be connected all the time to their servers. Mm -hmm. So it might be that your internet connection is fine, but if their internet connection is under attack or taking a strain or not operational, what then? You know, we're no longer talking. It's not a problem about always being on. It's actually a problem about them being always able to deliver. Mm. And then what happens if your internet connection's down but you want to play your video games? Oh, you can't. You own them. You bought them. And I, I think this comes back to this thing. I will say that we need to have a we need to have a discussion that we've all been lied to. That we've been told we've been buying things when actually we've just been licensing things. Isn't that true of all software? That's true of all media. You don't buy media, you license it. And we've been lied to. We haven't been buying anything, we've been licensing things. Anyway, the rumour is that Microsoft's new Xbox, codenamed Durango, will require an always-on internet connection. Mm -hmm. And these rumours are gathering steam. However, uh, Adam Orr, um, so it says, you know, sometimes the electricity goes out, so will I not purchase a vacuum cleaner? Um, this is the, this is the Microsoft Creative, Microsoft Studios Creative Directory, Adam Orr, shared his thoughts on Twitter saying, sorry, I don't get the drama over having an always-on console before adding the deal with it hashtag. Well, of course I'm going to deal with it. I'm just not going to buy the product. That's how I'm going to deal with it. I can buy a PC mm. and I can get a video game uh, through Steam that's registered to my console and I can play that video game. That's it. Mm. I don't have to have an always-on connection. Uh, it's this concept that every device will now always be on. It's correct, but it fails to understand the input. The architecture is just rubbish. And it's the architecture that relies not just on one half of the connection, but the other half as well. Okay, this is annoying. This is very annoying. So basically it's saying, unless we can verify all the time, or keep very verifying, at a period defined by us, we will stop you from using the game that mm -hmm. you have purchased. And we're not talking about like a 99p game. Yeah, we're talking about yeah. games at like 50 quid. No, I think, quid. I, think a, I think it's kind of okay to go back now and again and just double check that you've got a license. I think the key is what sort of grace period you allow if you're unable to do that for any reason. And obviously the longer the grace period, the better. But if it's like literally minutes, then that's going to cause problems. Hmm. Do we know what the grace period is? Did it say? Less than minutes. Minute, less than minutes. Okay. And that's probably out of order. It probably needs to be more like 24 hours. I mean, every device is always on, that's the world we live in. Fact check, mostly full, so I can put my phone in an airplane mode and still play games. <laughs> you get a mobile phone, you download a game to it, yep. you put it in airplane mode, you can play the game. I mean, this, no. this also reminds me of that incident that we had with Amazon, where they pulled back um, 1984. Yeah. And it, and it showed you that you didn't really own it. Like you say, you were licensing it. You were licensing the availability of it. And they can at any time revoke that license that you've paid for. Okay, that they, I mean, they reimburse people, presumably, eventually. And why are the governments not up in arms about this? Well, because the governments have been lobbied so hard to be told that people who create content need to be paid for it. 
This is just, you know, revenue protection. This will also then move into stopping you having second-hand games market. Because if you make people swallow this, you can make people swallow the next thing. Yeah, the leverage. Leave them up to this, then leave them up to the next one. Then once they're there, leave them up to the next one. Before you know it, you've been levered into oblivion. What do you think? This That's is finished. pretty damn good. I've just finished my pancakes. Stack they were plates. pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, put it on mine. Those are really good. Get down here, have those pancakes, have oh, those waffles. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Okay, um... I started to mind your job this week. You did. I did. We weren't really going to talk about it because you're concerned about saying things that might be on the NDA. Well, I can say I started to mind your job. You did. And yeah. you're, you're looking quite chilled about the fact that you're having a day off. And I can say it's in London. And I can say it's pretty... I, I think I'm going to enjoy it. It's a good system. Uh, so, yeah. Watch your space. Watch your space. Oh, I haven't started anything new, but I am currently uh, looking at taking on another fairly large high-availability website. Mm. I seem to be... Um, I've always had a reputation <coughs> for being able to build big things and projects that can just run and then I walk away from them because yeah. that's what I like doing. Yes. I'm, you know, I'm like the roadie who likes setting up a big, big event and then just getting away from it yeah. and waiting until it's finished and taking alien. Yeah. And uh, I've been playing a lot with high-availability WordPress sites. Ah. And... and Making things like WordPress and Drupal work over Amazon Web Services and okay. in a high availability, multiple instance, multiple redundancy. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been teaching me a lot. But we're not here to talk about career opportunities. Let's talk about how to accept Bitcoin for small businesses. Okay, uh, and then we'll talk about how the, the internet thingy splodge happened last week, because that's important. That is important. So, but talk about the Bitcoin availability for small businesses first. So there's a good link on here from Bitcoin.it, uh, and it's, it is actually a really good, robust guide yeah. um, for both merchants and individuals as to what to expect when using Bitcoin. Right. What to expect as a uh, as handling your, your accounting, mm. how to start, you know, how to split a badge on the site. Um, is this how I, to accept Bitcoin online? This is how to accept Bitcoin online. Brilliant. This is, this is also from a merchant point of view. I'm looking to consider, forward to re so reading that. It's, and it's great, but also what it, what it, what it deals with here is, is an interesting feature that you can create a Bitcoin address yes. per invoice. Okay. So at the moment, when you issue an invoice and the payment comes in, you wait for the invoice number to tie it up. Yeah. But with a, a payment address, when the payment comes in, it matches yeah. the address it's coming in on, and those coins are assigned to that address. What is that? A URL? Not a URL. Like the, the Bitcoin payment address is the okay. unique, unique um, alphanumeric code right. that, that tells Bitcoin where to drop that wallet off at because it's part of the hashing sequence. Of, so it's not a wallet, it's just something else, it's an address. It's, it's an address inside the wallet. But it's part of so, a wallet. So when the wallet gets the payment, it's yeah. allocated to that address, and it says this coin came in on this address, which then ah. helps you then go, oh, look, these invoices are on these addresses. So when all the payments are in, they'll match all the addresses for the payments. Was that built into Bitcoin? It's been... It's, 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 it's not built into Bitcoin, it's a side effect of how Bitcoin's technology works. Right, OK, sorry, yeah. Because Bitcoin is just a protocol at the end of the day, isn't it? Uh, well, a, a it's a bit, so, so it's just a structure. If you've got a structure for a wallet, yeah. all they've got is a mechanism that lets you tag every inbound payment okay. with a string that's also the mechanism for making that payment into that wallet. Awesome, all right. And, you know, my, my, point to, my point to Bitcoins at the moment, which are, you know, they're, they're worth, like, £30. Pounds. It's just... <laughs> Because I got them for nothing. They're worth 30 quid. Do I trade them out? No, I'll probably use them for something else. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's great. I'm watching uh, with great interest now that Bitcoin is beginning to reach the level of awareness that governments are trying to work out how they might regulate this. Here we go. 
here we go. And it's an accounting thing, and it's yeah. virtual currency. It's going to get the eyes of the government, it's going to get the eyes of the bank. You watch what happens next. And let's, let's all hold our breath and point and watch the banks start lobbying the government yep. to get rid of Bitcoin. Yeah, because, you know, banks deserve to be able to keep the money that we lend them, which is the, the focus of It's a good article. Go ahead and have a read of it. Yeah. And then after you've had a read of it, come over to the website, go down to our Bitcoin uh, merchant bank opportunity and click on the <laughs> make a payment. If it works, we should, we should get our own white noise wallet, shouldn't we? If it works, we currently have a white nose wallet. White nose. Su- white noise wallet, <laughs> sub wallet in my wallet. It's the address okay, that you use. Okay, have some wallets. That's kind of what it's doing. It's oh, okay. kind of like, yeah. Is that what the address is all about? Like you really should go away and have a play with this wallet. You've got all these train journeys you're now doing. I will play with it. I will. You've got a train. Yes. It's probably about an hour. I will play with you it. Can, you know, you've got two hours in the day that you could Look, be researching. Look, we're at 32 minutes. We are. 32 minutes. Can we just very, very quickly, as a last thing, what are your, what are your, uh, first of all, what did, it wasn't last week, it was a week before, we had an internet blip. A massive attack. I thought it was a distributed the DNS service. Well, yeah, it, it's, it was this, it was this apparent thing that created big delays on the internet, but I didn't see it as an experience left, right, and centre. Right. Um, and there is still this question as to whether or not it was actually. Yeah, there's people like Cloudflare sort of have talked about this um, sort of wide-scale distributed denial service attack, which, which sort of span out of um, Cyberforce versus Spamhouse. Yeah. Um, and Spamhouse's position on how they were accepting emails. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of weird now because Spamhouse are the good guys. They're the guys that have been helping fight against spam. Yeah. And Cyberforce were the, um, you know, sort of conceptualised hackers. I love the way that other... Was it, was it, was it some of the people in the bunker, wasn't it? Yeah. I love the way they said, oh, well, it wasn't us. It's a bit like, it's a bit like when... when, when, when Bad people say, oh, the last person that tried to kill me was dead 24 hours later. Who did it? I have no idea. <laughs> Same sort of thing, really. Yeah, it was a bit of a... It was, it was one of those blips of a story. I mean, if... if more interesting is like the Egyptian internet keeps getting cut off, and now they sort of... Was, it, they, was they, they, the they, they, there was a deep sea diamond trying to cut the cable. Yeah, but the story then turns out eight hours later it was maybe an anchor that went through the cable. Oh, okay, so no one actually saw a deep sea dock <laughs> with a pickaxe. The, the very definition of a cyber attack is basically going at a wire with a clipper with the pliers. Right. Okay. And, and do what you think about our whole internet, it stands in an infrastructure that all it requires is somebody with a backhoe and a level of ignorance to just basically cut people off from the internet. Right. And that's your ability to play your Xbox Live games kicked off, you know, okay. until your internet's brought back up. All right, well, with that, I think we better wrap it because we're at 34 minutes. We so, are. Um, I've been Andy White, Aka Dr. Pod. Uh, we'll see you again in two weeks. We've moved to Fridays now because of my job. And uh, so this will come out on a Friday afternoon. I'm still being Nick, a.k.a. Wildmouth Man Butler. And thanks for listening. And don't forget, you can donate using Bitcoin. Even though you will be donating about 40 quid if you give us a Bitcoin. <laughs> Who's going to do it? All Who's donations, be all donations gratefully accepted, especially if we can get them back out of the system. OK, we'll see you next time, Bye-bye. people. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Social Media White Noise, brought to you by Andy White, Aka Dr. Pod, and Nick Butler, Aka Loudmouth Man. Please visit www.socialmediawhitenoise.com where you can leave comments, listen to the show straight from the webpage and subscribe for free. Email us at ulot at socialmediawhitenoise.com Follow us on Twitter, Dr. Pod and Loudmouthman. We'd like to thank the coffee shops of Sussex, social media and technology without whom this show would not be possible. See you soon. Peace.